Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG Pod. I'm here alongside my host, as usual, Tony. Tony, I've been thinking, man, you know, we might need to get some uh, a special guests coming on in the summer, you know, with England and EPL and Syria and Europe kind of winding down as we get into May and just TFC to coast us through the summer. We might need to bring some people on. What do you think? Is it that or are you just tired of hearing me? Fuck, man. You know what? <laughs> Could be a little of both, if I'm being honest. No, 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 no. I think you know, just to just to cover some airtime, because really, once yeah. we're done with this this Europe season, um, uh, at the end of the month, just to talk about TFC and MLS and maybe some CPL over the summer months could get a little, you know, dry. So I think we need yeah. to revamp, get some new topics in, bring some fresh meat, just so just to have people to feed to you in that guess the career path game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. We haven't played that in a while. Uh, that is that is true. So we gotta we gotta switch it up a little bit. Like I'm saying. England pretty much hasn't changed since we last spoke. Uh, Table looks exactly the same pretty much. It it looks exactly the same. Um, Syria, Napoli has failed to clinch last weekend. So, Tony, by the time this gets released, you could be hours away from clinching and celebrating. But until then, we can't talk about that either because nothing's nothing's changed there. One more point. I mean, they've waited 33 years. What's another couple of days, right? It's very, it's very <laughs> true. So you know what? Today I'm thinking, you know, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into that summer mode. Let's talk mm-hmm. a few big news stories, and then we'll go into a little TFC at the at the end. And by the end, I mean for probably half the pod, we'll be talking about TFC because, wow, what a game this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be getting into that. But let's start with probably the arguably the biggest news story to drop since we've last chatted in soccer. And honestly, it could be one of the biggest news stories of the year. Lionel Messi and PSG, the experiment is over. Messi's been suspended because he took an unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia. Now it's looking like he's gone at the end of the year for sure. What's going on? Um, I think we're seeing Messi's true colors. I mean, I know we don't know him personally, but I've always felt he was a bit of a dick. And, um, this just shows it. I mean, I know PSG season isn't as historic as they planned it out to be this year, but you know, just fuck, just leaving like that without being authorized is pretty. Uh, it's pretty shit as a teammate of his, I'd say. If I was a teammate, I'd be like, what the? Hell? You know, I'm glad you're leaving. Listen, I mean, I you you know, I know you don't like Messi, Tony, but I don't think anyone hates him as much as I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stand this dwarf bitch. I've fucking hated on him in this podcast or probably at least once a week every time since we've been doing this now what are we 40 episodes in yeah buddy 40 episodes in it's almost been a year yeah man that's insane bro i think the year the year one we have to get all the guests as many as we can on that uh, one it. okay sorry <laughs> or, maybe, for the, or, or a live show <laughs> sorry for the sorry for the sidetrack that's just a little insane to me that it's almost been a year but no everyone knows i'm not messi's fan i think this is a baller move on messi's part though I got to give props oh, or props or do. First of all, fuck Paris Saint-Germain. I hate that team. So Messi ditching them is hilarious to me. I, I love this kind of drama going on with them and stuff. Because, yeah, you're right. People are finally starting to see Messi's true colors, which, hey, good for me because I, I've seen them since day one. Um, it's 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 a funny story, and it's just a mess all around. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to give credit. I know a lot of people are probably thinking, you know what? The douchebag of the week this week is going to be Lionel Messi for doing that. Hell no. The douchebag of the week this week is the fucking soccer slash footy slash football, whatever you want to call it, media, because they mm-hmm. don't treat the goats the same. 
Whether you think Messi's the GOAT, whether you think yeah. Ronaldo's the GOAT, if Ronaldo did this at his time in Juventus, because just remember, Lionel Messi's two years younger than Ronaldo. So two years ago, Ronaldo's last year in Juventus. If he did this, he would have been eaten alive by the media. Look at last yeah. year when he left the pitch on some games against Man U because For he was the game away and, pe- and people for were family de- reasons, and, and people were them. losing it on him for that. And Messi just decides to get up and fuck off to Saudi Arabia. Are you kidding me? Like the media yeah. is absolutely biased towards the stars in the league. They want Messi to be the poster boy. It's absolutely disgusting if you ask me. And that's why the media and football media in general are the douchebags of the week this week. Am I am I wrong, Tony? No, I agree. That was actually what I was gonna say. Like everyone crucified uh, Ronaldo. For leaving for family matters during preseason, not during the season, preseason, they crucified the guy. And now you look at this, you look at what Messi's doing, and everyone's acting like it's nonchalant, like, oh, it is what it is. The season's over. Doesn't matter. I mean, you're under contract. You got to do your shit. You got to be a part of that team. And your team so, underperformed. Yeah. And that's the reality. I mean, the reality is, I think Ronaldo had like 60 something goals with Juventus and 81, think- 81 and 98 games. Yeah. I think Messi has like 60 goal contributions, if not even, probably less, 20, I think. One second, let me pull that up here. It's, oh, a, big, oh. it's a really big difference. So Juvent- when Ronaldo's Juventus, he played 98 games, had 81 goals. Messi's played 54 games with PSG, 21 goals. Yeah. Goal contributions, yeah, he's gotten a lot of assists, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, so in the last, in the last two seasons, he's had 64 goals or assists with PSG. Or Ronaldo had 73 goals in two seasons with Juventus. Like it's not. It's it's you know it's it's definitely it's definitely glaring uh, when you look at it that way. I think the Messi to PSG has shown us. Remember, we called it when he moved there. We said Messi's leaving his comfort of Barcelona, where they fluffed yep. him up to make him seem that way. And sure enough, PSG. Okay, they won the Liga, but the Liga is arguably the worst of the top five leagues, if they even deserve to be in the conversation of top five leagues. Yeah. Um, they didn't win Champions League. They didn't even go to a Champions League final. Not even, not even a quarterfinal. Like, um, <laughs> Messi is a Champions League fraud. Is again kept going. The guy, they're awful, and he's awful in Champions League. Like, they they didn't do that. I mean, how can you not take this as a failure of a move for Messi? And it proved that he could only do well in Barcelona. He wasn't even the best player at PSG. No. Arguably, not even the top three on the team at times. When you got yeah. Mbappe, Neymar, and then you got a few other guys that are filling in, like he arguably the third best player on that team. Ronaldo's been the best player on every team he's been on when he's been going around when he was that age. When he was in Juventus, he was the best player there. Manu, uh, earlier stages, best player than last year. You could argue, okay, maybe not, but he's still scoring tons of goals for them. Yeah. And and like Real Madrid, best player there too. Like it's it's just so different. And I don't get why people aren't making these comparisons. Why are we the ones always making these comparisons? And that's the thing. Like I get fucking paid to do it. And and I saw another one too that this comparison was made by Sir Alex Ferguson like years ago. He said Messi is just a system player. He's not a he's not a player like Ronaldo. And it's true. It's it's a fact. I don't see how you dispute that fact. You see it. Like he's good with Argentina because the team is built to play for him, and they play easy opposition ninety percent of the time. And then with Barcelona, that team was just built to benefit him. You know? Yep. So yep. it's not it's it is ridiculous for me to say to see that people are just so nonchalant about this. Yeah. You know, like he's he's probably gonna go to Saudi Arabia. Those are the rumors for the biggest world transfer fee in football. And everyone's gonna say, Oh, he deserves it. But when Ronaldo did it, he's always going, only going for the money. And Ronaldo you did know? it two years past where Messi is in his career right now. Yeah. 
Ronaldo, at this point in Messi's career, if Messi were to go to the EPL and put up a 15-16 goal season like Ronaldo did at that point in Man U, I'd be impressed. But no, he's going to go earlier. And you're right. Everyone's going to praise him for being the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And they shit on Ronaldo for doing that too. It is, honest to God, so sickening, man. It is such a shame to see people treat that way. It's so fucking hypocritical and it disgusts Mm -hmm. me. But at least we're here to, t- to tell it how it is, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, man, I hate I hate the whole media. And you know what? That's why, that's why a lot of my hate for Messi comes from is the way he's personified and glorified in the media. Really, as an yeah. actual soccer player, he is a phenomenal soccer player. In his prime at Barcelona, he's fucking amazing. Don't, yeah, get, I... don't get me wrong. He is one of the most – he is, in my opinion, the most technically gifted soccer player of all time. Hands down. I think that like the actual technicality and, and the skill that he has is second to none, but he doesn't have Ronaldo's drive. No. He doesn't have Ronaldo's ability to head the ball because he's five foot fucking two. And he's not, he doesn't have that clutch gene that Ronaldo has. Yeah, and though, and Ronaldo was worked hard and worked his ass off for everything he was, he earned in football where Messi, it seems like it's just a naturally born talent and that little steroids that he gave him to grow up helped him out and you know it's all comes easy to him and he's gifted that way which is crazy to me that the media goes to him you would think you would want to go for the guy who worked his ass off every second of every day for that spot and not the guy who's just been gifted been at barcelona his entire life from when he's like 10 years old always had the abilities like just a wonder kid like technical abilities were always there you would think the media was straight to ronaldo but because ronaldo's a pretty boy who does some modeling and stuff like that he does all that other stuff and they want to hate on him because they're fucking jealous of him at the end of the day where no one's jealous of Messi because he looks like a fucking frodo wannabe from the lord of the rings <laughs> all right listen let's get off messy i have i have something else here that i i uh, came across today that i found very very uh interesting and a little eye-opening so okay. sportico is a website that kind of goes through looks at different numbers of all of the big sports in the world to kind of compare them like valuations and things like that so they just came out with the 50 most valuable soccer clubs in 2023 broken down by league. So they went out, they kind of looked at Forbes, they looked at a bunch of different valuations and they put them all in a chart to see the top 50 soccer clubs. I want you, Tony, first and foremost, why don't you give me the top five most valuable clubs in in world soccer? Top five most valuable? You don't have to give me the order one through five. Just give me who you think the top five are. Um, obviously Real Madrid, Man U. Man U's one, Real Madrid's two. Uh, Barca, Liverpool. Barca, Liverpool are third and fourth. And Bayern. Bayern's fifth. You got the top five easy. Buddy, yeah, you I got, got this. I got, I got the list in front of me. I knew exactly what you are talking about. <laughs> you're such a cock. Why the fuck you had that list? I'm trying to fucking quiz you here and you're going through and you're fucking answering them all. Because I was, a... actually gonna, I was actually hoping we were going to talk about this. That's why I had it ready. <laughs> Wow. When you brought up, it's, oh, we're ready to go. So then my next fucking trick isn't going to work either because I was going to say uh, which league has the most clubs in the top 50. That I was surprised about, to be Buddy, honest with you. I was uh, I was really surprised when I saw that. This is why I'm bringing this up because this, yeah. is, this is bananas to me. MLS has 18 clubs in the top 50, which is more than double the second place league. EPL's yeah. next. They have nine teams in the top 50. MLS has 18, bro. 
Yeah. That's insane. I mean, don't get me wrong. The total value of those clubs is like 11 billion where EPL is nine teams and those total values is 27 billion. So the value is way more on the EPL side for nine teams over MLS is 18 teams, but to have 18 in the top 50, I mean, they're all mostly in the twenties. Uh, don't get me wrong. And TFC is in there for all you yeah. um, uh, TFC fans. They are 20. That's crazy. TFC was only 24. It was only a $10 million expansion fee to start TFC. Yep. Back in 2007. So the fact that they're on this list years later. Yeah. The value is like, what, like seven, 750 or 700 million now. Yeah. They're one, they're one spot behind Ajax. Yeah. They're kind of monopoly too. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. When you think about it like that way, like there are people voting them the 24th best league in the world, but it's, they have 18 clubs in the top 50 of value. So, I mean, is that yeah. the North America bias coming in? Like, is just, that's where the money is. Like, I don't know what's going on, but they have 18 teams in the top 50 and the league only has four. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very telling in that, in that respect. So, uh, Syria does have seven. Yeah, so I, was, is, I was surprised with that too, to be honest with is you. Na- is Napoli yeah. not one of them? Yeah, they're 28. Oh, okay, so they're 28. Yeah. All right, so not yeah, too I was shocked with, with Italy having so many. To be honest, seeing Lazio and Atalanta up there, it was, it was a little shocking. Buddy, DC, DC United's like 25th, so it's not it's not that impressive for Napoli being in 28th, okay? DC United, who gives a shit about DC United? I know, but even like, uh, like only once, like Flamingo from South America... Like yeah. Surprising, surprising names on here. Yeah, Liga MX has two in the top fifty. Where Liga also only has two. Portugal's got two in there as well. Uh, the Eredivisie has one. It's 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 a tight list, and to see eighteen MLS teams on there, that was super super shocking to me. And TFC not only in the top fifty, in the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Only I think five MLS teams are in the top twenty five. You got Seattle, uh, LAFC. LA Galaxy, Atlanta United, and Toronto FC, I believe, are the only MLS yep. in the top 25. DC United actually might be 25th or 26th. Yeah, they are. They're they could. Yeah. Okay, so then there's six, te- six teams in um in there because I believe Seattle is. I don't see them now. My eyes are just messing yeah, with me. Yeah, Seattle's 22. Yeah, so there you go. Like that's it's pretty nuts when you think about it. <laughs> like, like uh, oh, it good, is. good for really MLS. Crazy. Good for MLS. I mean. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's 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 a show that the growth is there. The teams are that valuable for a reason. So that that's awesome, and it's great for the league. So I, I mean, I found that alarming. I thought you would have if you didn't have the list in front of you. you <laughs> well, when head. I saw it, when I saw it today, I was like, "Hey, great, great minds think alike." So this was actually really really cool to see. I mean, and it's um, how do you say it? It's show, yeah, like it just shows the growth in North America what what they've done lately, and yeah, really good. Yeah, no, I, I I do like that a lot. Um, which which team? So you, in the top five, you obviously named the top five. Man, you Real Madrid. Were you shocked that Man U was higher than Real Madrid and Barcelona? Because I was. I thought Real Madrid um, would be the number one val- most valuable franchise in soccer for sure. I figured because of marketing, Man U would have been number one because it is a global thing. Um, that's why I figured Liverpool is up there because I mean. It's just globally, I guess. But, yeah, I wasn't too surprised on that one. I mean, if you talk about the – like, it depends. I'm assuming it's all about marketing, this list. So. Well, I mean, it's valuation, right? So it's how valuable yeah. the club is. Too. It's not just marketing either. Like, it's 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 all kinds of things combined into one, which is why I, I knew, man, you would obviously be in the top three. I figured Real Madrid and Barcelona would also run it out. But if I had to pick, I'd pick Real Madrid, even maybe Barcelona over Man U. Um, 
just because of that whole just you know you know what i mean like those two yeah. like those two clubs are kind of like the peak clubs and that's all thanks to the ronaldo messi era like the way they, they treated that those two clubs that those two became like the two premier clubs in the world mm-hmm. so i thought they'd be higher but you know what let's go man you baby uh- <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah that's pretty cool good for mls why don't we move over a little bit before we talk about some weekend MLS action. Tony, you got some top bins, trash bins for me? Yes, I do. So uh, to start it off, uh, so the Women's World Cup is coming up in this summer. And um, right now, if you're living in Europe, there's no guarantee you're going to watch it as FIFA is not selling the rights, the broadcasting rights to European countries because they're not being offered enough money for it. Uh, top bins, trash bins with FIFA's move on that. It's, it's fucking trash bins. Like, don't even get me yeah. started. Um, it's the same thing that happened in Canada with the Canada soccer games where no one was getting the rights because the, the media here didn't want to shell out the money for it. So then one soccer was the only one that went and picked them up. Like, it's a little flip. In our sense, it was the media who's not paying the money for it, whereas opposed to FIFA, this in this time, they're threatening to withhold because they don't, yeah. they're not getting enough either. But it, it's disgusting because it hurts the fans because yeah. they don't get to watch it. It hurts the players because they're not being watched now. So if you're playing for yeah. England, you're playing for Portugal, you're playing for Italy, and you can't be watched in your home country because of a stupid thing like this, a blackout, because yeah. they're not getting the money they want, absolutely trash bins. Trash bins it's disgusting. Um, I hope if they do this, if they black out on Europe, I hope every single person in Europe finds an IPTV service or something like that yeah. where they legally stream it to screw FIFA over of getting their money. Uh, it's disgusting. It's absolute trash bins. Yeah, because they, they they try to spin it as they're trying to grow the game, but the reality is like you're taking it away. I mean, our our one of them, for, for, at least for me, I know, um, you know, our oldest memories when we were younger is watching these World Cup games in the summer and you know cheering on our favorite players and thinking we could be like them one day. And this yep. is what's ta- it's taken away from young girls and young women that want to have that chance, you know. And it's ridiculous that FIFA spins it to make it seem like they're trying to help, but really it's just because. You're not gonna get like you're not gonna get that money. Right? Oh, so the world it's in Australia first of all and New Zealand. So you already have the time changes. You know t- t- the timings of it is gonna be ridiculous yep. for these people. So why would they want to pay top dollar for it? So yeah, trash bins on FIFA though. Yeah, well you know FIFA is a bunch of pieces of shit anyway, so I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> all right, so number two, um, this is uh, I think is something cool that came out, but. Uh, after the Leafs finally broke their 19-year curse of the first round, it seems like they have a super fan in Madrid as Kareem Benzema was on a video saying, go Leafs, go. Uh, top bins or trash bins? Benzema, Leaf fan. All right. So, I mean, you know me. I'm not I'm not into hockey, like, at all. Um, but that's cool as shit. Like, yeah. just uh, randomly coming out saying, go Leafs, go, like Kareem Benzema. The, the just got the machine goal scoring machine out in Real Madrid taking time out of his day to cheer on the Maple Leafs for a video that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, being being in a Toronto sports fan again, I don't like hockey. I would love though for the Leafs to win for all their fans that have waited so long. I do think the city would be an absolute shambles. But you oh. know what? Seeing Benzema go go out and do that, I think that's hilarious. How could that be anything but pop bins, right? I know. I like it was crazy. Like I didn't have that on my my bingo card for this year. That Benzema no. would randomly come out north and say, "Goal, leave school," right? So yeah, insane. <laughs> and uh, for the last one, so Barcelona is on the verge of winning their title. Trash, trash. That's, that's not the thing. I, I don't <laughs> know what it is. You said you said Barcelona. I don't give a shit what the yeah. rest of trash bins. So it's just a funny thing. So Barcelona is still under investigation of UEFA and La Liga regarding uh, all the sanctions and everything. And at the moment, Barcelona is could possibly 
be playing in another league, and Asian leagues are being considered. Uh, top bench, trash bench. What? So pretty much Barcelona, if they, they do just, get sanctioned they... by La Liga, they will be planning on moving to an Asian league next year. <laughs> Which is funny because Messi's going to Saudi Arabia and Barca's getting kicked out. So, but where are they? Where are they gonna like? I don't are they know their home games? Are they gonna have their home games at the Camp Nou still? Like, I, I assume that's how they're gonna do it because they don't want to play in. Uh, I don't know how bad these sanctions are gonna be, but it's to the point that Barcelona is considering moving to Asia. But, like, they'd have to play their home games in Asia. Maybe they're just going to fly over to Barca. I don't know. That, that makes no sense. Time differences and stuff, you'd be crazed. Like, it won't I know, work. I know years ago when uh, the area of Spain, Catalonia, was uh, trying to get uh, freedom, uh, um, independence from Spain, uh, La Liga made a pitch to bring Barcelona to La Liga. I mean, Liga made a pitch to bring Barcelona there in case they got sanctioned. But... Uh, because it's the UEFA band, and for sure, you know, there's some Saudi prince out there that's gonna that's gonna bankroll this. <laughs> so, listen, if this was April first, I'd believe you. I'd be like, oh, you got me on an April Fool's joke because that this is just like the most insane thing that I'd heard of. I don't think this will ever happen. Um, I doubt. First of all, I doubt they get sanctioned. If yeah, they do yeah. get sanctioned, I still don't see this happening. It just doesn't make I, – I don't get how it could be done, um, especially with all the talk of Messi coming back to Barcelona next year. I cannot see this happening at all. What, what I thought you were going to say originally is because I saw this story a few days ago, and I, or I think it was yesterday, and I was like, oh, wow, Tony might bring this up in topic. Uh, they uninstalled the free Wi-Fi at the Camp Nou. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is what Tony's going to bring up, how cheap those bastards no, at Camp Nou are uninstalling the Wi-Fi. Like, that's what I thought you were going to bring up. This is just, this just seems insane. I, it's trash bins. To, and you know what? I say it's top bins only because get them out of this year to to tarnish their reputation because fuck Barcelona as a whole. Yeah, that's, I I, I think it's completely stupid. So you, you, you fucked up. You, 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 now you got to pay the price. And this just seems like a, a loophole out of getting out of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I, I'm with you 100% there. That's uh, that's too much for me. Oh, well, again, we know we don't have much else to talk in Europe. Nothing else crazy happening. But let's move over to some TFC because you know what? Something crazy happened this past Saturday at BMO Field in the rain. Toronto FC did not tie or lose. What? They played good too. <laughs> they, they played a full 90, took the yeah. win, one nothing. They only let one shot on target, and I'm and I, I remember that shot. It was a very soft shot. It was yeah. not like a good chance. Like it was a soft shot. They did not have the. They did not leave possession by any means, but they played their defense soundly. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the one thing that I was concerned is they did create many chances, but the one that they created well enough again to who I'm saying is TFC's MVP, and they need to do everything they can to make sure he stays, is Richie Larea. He made that nice, yeah. new, gorgeous pass in the box. Got CJ Sapong, his first goal in his first game as a Toronto FC player. Um, by the way, you were a little hesitant on Sapong. Have you kind of changed your tune? Yeah, he played really well. He fit really well in between his Sydney and Bernadeschi up there. And what it, he reminded me, uh, the way he played a lot like how Josie did. Just yeah. a, workhor- a workhorse up there that, you know... He does not, he's not the fastest guy. He doesn't have the best touch, first touch, but he's going to make it work. He's going to get open. He's going to make – like there was one like possession where he just grabbed the ball and just ran through two guys. And it, that's the hustle that was missing in this team up front. You know, like Akinola, he ran, but he 
didn't, he just couldn't do it. And everybody else was the same thing. But CJ Sapong is like, uh, reminded me a lot like of Josie Altor in that, in that game on Saturday. Yeah, dude, I hear you. Um, it, it was impressive what he did, the way he was moving out there. Again, like I said, it didn't hurt bringing him in because we had no other option. Might as well see yeah. if he can gel with Insigne and Bernadeschi in the way he played. And they, again, they didn't create too many chances that game, and I was a little hesitant, but New York City's a good team. Mm-hmm. And they were able to hold them off on the defensive side, and they converted their one good chance. But again, I think they said on the broadcast, CJ Sapong has scored in his first game for his past like three clubs or something like that, which oh, is an really? insane stat. So like wow. Nashville, he did it for, and I think the two teams he was on before, he scored in his very first game. So hopefully, hopefully that's not just what he's doing for Toronto and scores in his first game and then he's gone. Doesn't score again. Let's hope he <laughs> kind of keeps that train going. But I, I did, almost, I did it, like what I, I saw from him. I liked it a lot. Like I think it, his it, last goal was just under a year ago. Yeah, well, over a over a year, part. I think they said. I think he's I think been it was on late May last year. Oh, it was still that's yeah. that's crazy. Like yeah. I listen, but again, at Nashville, he didn't have Bernadeschi and Insignia feeding him in balls, right? Like no. He didn't. Um, it, it's insignia was looking good too on that wing. He looked very lively. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it was a fantastic performance from everyone on that pitch except one person. And the one person I'm gonna single out is someone we've talked about before who's shown really good stuff and really bad stuff, and that's Mark Anthony K. Yeah, he he's had he had some bad turnovers. He had some good moments too. I don't want to say it was all bad. But he had some really bad turnovers, some bad plays. Like, yeah. And, and my thing is, when Osorio's healthy, I don't think Osorio plays that role that Mark Anthony K plays. But maybe it's it's a, just a straight swap when Oso comes back. What do you think? You have to because Coelho and Cervania. Cervania's I mean, a lock there. He he's not. Cervania's a lock. He's coming. Like any, you know, I, I want to find that guy that said we shouldn't have traded Jesus Jimenez because that guy is fucked. Cervania's been probably our best midfielder this season. Nothing against Osorio. But and then Coelho coming in from TFC two and playing the way he has has been that's what you want from your youth academy. You want a guy that you can just pluck in and throw him in as well. Yep. And you know what? Yeah, you know, Mark Anthony K, I think his time is just on the field it's gonna depend on how healthy Osorio is because Yeah, I don't I just he just pisses me off. Because he, he, he has the hassle, he has the hustle in that midfield. And then he does a horrible pass. Yeah. A horrible pass to the other guys. Or he's going to run. I think he ran into Cervania on one of them. Yep. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? It's, um, it, it's, it is tough to watch. He was one of the five Maple Leafs, or five TSC guys that went to the Maple Leafs game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they took a picture of them all. And it, it's, it's a funny picture because you think of celebrities, right? And you think of like, the, when you see their Instagram stuff, and then you see this, and it just looks like five of the most random friends went out for a yeah. night and took a picture. <laughs> like, none of them look like professional athletes. They just look like a <laughs> bunch of guys that I went to university with, especially, um, the back of goalie Romero, like he's just there smiling, yeah. like happy to be here. I think the the guy in the middle, uh, Ma Mabika, I think he's our new player that we got from Miami in the trade. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's like he's a tall. head taller than everyone there. And I don't know if Rosted is crouching down, but he looks like he's a head taller than Rosted too. Like, uh, I, I'm kind of excited to see what we have in him. I think like that day where we moved McNaughton for Sapong and then brought in this kid from Miami. I think those are two electric moves on our part now they look fantastic yeah. so far i don't even know what we have in this defender but he's a big body and he seems to be jelly he's going out with the team events getting to know them you know that can't hurt mm-hmm. he can't he can't be worse than mcnaughton in my opinion i had yeah. low 
low, low opinions of McNaughton. So my thing is he can't be worse. So I'm excited about the potential now moving forward. They're showing that they want to do make moves. I'm hoping they make more once the transfer window opens mm-hmm. uh, in July. But doesn't it open now for MLS to start negotiating with people? I always forget the MLS transfer, transfer rules. So. It's always um, so weird with MLS. But One more thing. What about uh, Franklin coming in last minute for Petretta? I was so scared. He played um, good, uh, same, but like when Petretta went down in the yeah. in the pregame, and then Kobe Franklin came in. You know, was it Kobe Franklin? I think so. There's a Kobe. Yeah, Kobe, I just can't yeah, remember. Kobe Franklin. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The other one I think is Cozy Thompson. Yeah. Both play fullback as well. You know what I mean? Like, um, he he played a great game. Uh, he did really well. It was a surprise start. He wasn't expecting it. He got in there. The kid's 19 years old, and again, mm-hmm. like I said, our defense was rock solid. So, yeah. kudos to him. Um. I hope it keeps it up if we keep needing him because I don't know how serious the Petretta injury is. So k- kudos to him. I thought it was great. I have no complaints about the defensive line that game whatsoever. Oh, Thank God Matt no. Hedges was back. Yeah, that's um, that's Hedges. Hedges remind see the Hedges Rasta duo reminds me of the Drew Moore Mavinga because Rasta is yes. a good player, but he needs that guy beside him. And yes. Hedges really was able to calm Rasta down. Because that game we lost four two to Philly, it looked like Rosted was the one making a bit of few mistakes, even though it was a whole team effort. But Hedges, this game, you could just tell he had that back line locked. It was not moving. It was insane. It was it was nice to see TFC put this out because this is the, this is the quality that they have, and I think yeah. there's even more levels to it. But this is just a stepping stone they needed. Yeah, and you know what? New York City's a good team. They're fourth in the East. Yeah. Uh, we did what we had to do. We got the win. What do you think about Bernadeschi's game? Because he was the one who kind of, you know what, during that game, he looked like he was having a little issues with some runs, with some passes. You know, he wasn't as kind of the same, like, trying to dominate as he used to. Maybe it's because Insignia's back and you can rely on him a little bit. I was expecting a little more, to be honest. I think he's still suffering a little bit from the injury. Um, because he left that halftime during Philly, right? Yep. So, but, yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that he was – he wasn't as lively as Insignia was on his side. Yes. Like, Insignia was – I was just – you know what? To be honest with you, I was really hoping Insignia was going to score because I thought for sure he was going to do, like, an homage to Napoli or something for their win. But Because <laughs> I thought – you could just see that he wanted a goal. Yes. Like, he was flying. Like, he was trying hard out there to get a goal. Yeah, and, a few good um, shots – a few decent shots yeah. on net. Not really challenging the goalie. But... Like, he really yes. – like, he made that – he had that guy in his pocket the whole game, yep. which was nice to see. Uh, but yeah, Bernadeschi, I think he's just suffering from that injury, and I think um, it'll take him a bit of time to get back into it. Right? Yeah, for sure. Ignore my retarded dog. Um, <laughs> but that's like, another good thing about CJ Sapong, because now it open. You can see the field opened up for Bernadeschi and Insignia on yeah, the way, for sure. even for even for Larea, because now the defenders couldn't just push to the sides and close it down from there. They have to worry about Sapong in the middle. Yeah, and no, that's what hundred percent. It opens up completely, right? It, cha- it changes the whole outlook of that team with uh, having yeah. that threat in the middle. And then again, like I said before, we mentioned it earlier, Larey is the MVP of this team right now, man. Mm-hmm. The things that that guy's able to do, like he's just so quality. They need to be able to make this uh, loan deal permanent because if we lose him, I think it's going to be a big shock to our back line. Yeah, it's going to be up to Marshall Rudy to step up and yeah. continue it. And you know what? He's shown glimpses that he can, but he can. I think he. I think he has the potential. But no, sure. no one's replacing a, what Lorena brings to this team. I don't care who you bring in. No, what yeah. he's able to bring on the offensive side as well as defense, like no one's replacing him. The guy is just 
right now he's untouchable as our best player. Like the, the goal, that run that he brought in to put the balls in, anytime we have a good chance coming in from the wing, odds are Larray is involved somehow. Like it looks almost on every goal. So I think he is absolutely massive to this team and they need to find a way to keep him. Speaking of this team, though, this Saturday, they got the first place team in the East, New England Revolution. There's going to mm-hmm. be me, you, and like 15 other drunk out of our mind guys at this game at a bachelor party. I swear to God, <laughs> if something doesn't go our way, I'm rushing the field. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long run from where we have the tickets, though. Oh, I'll just go to my seats and jump on and jump on from there. You know, I'll, I'll take out the middle man in, in that respect. What do you What do you think, though? Honestly, do we have a chance this game? I'd say so. I think uh, we have a we had a, this team, this New York game really pushed us to get that confidence to play against the guys. Um, New England's coming off a tie, so you know it's gonna be. Um, and I think right now we're the favorites, actually. Yeah, PSC are the list of those favorites in this game. How? I mean, this their first place. We're ninth yeah. place. Like, I don't get how we're the favorites. That makes absolutely yeah. You know those no summertime, sense. those nice weather games in Toronto are different for the the vibes, the stadium, and, na- the and, na- and now and now with everyone healthy, I agree with you. Like, yeah. it's, it's I, a I different. It's a different. You know, we've been there when it's shitty. We've been there when it's rainy. But when it's a nice Saturday, when the day was nice, it's nice and warm. Those days, those games are always nice. They're good, good atmospheres there, and it really does push this team along. All right, prediction time. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna do two one TFC. Two one TFC. Okay, you know what? I, I I hate doing this. I hate predicting it, but I'm calling tie. I'll go two two uh, TFC <laughs> New England. We'll go tie FC for this game, but a tie against a team like New England that's that's okay in my books. Yeah. Uh, then again, our defense could hold them to zero, just like we did in New York City. Who knows, yeah. Tony? Uh, I'm going to wrap this up now because, well, I'm going to say it. I got to take a shit. So, all right. Uh, you guys can follow <laughs> us at FootyLG, Instagram, TikTok, Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. Tony, I hope next week we're celebrating a Napoli championship for you, man. Mm-hmm. We'll have some champagne. We'll make a whole thing of couple it. Games, we'll make it a Na- We'll make it a Napoli, <laughs> Napoli episode. We'll do a whole thing for you, bro. But so don't miss that next Thursday right here. Uh, on behalf of Tony, guys, have a wonderful day and night, and we'll talk to you next week.